The D and Davis Show. D and Davis' show still in COVID formation. Uh, we return. Uh, apologies for us taking a break last week from Dan Davis' show and Dan Davis' flip. Uh, follow me on social media. Uh, my younger brother passed from complications from his leukemia. Um, and I think in future shows, we'll kind of dive into that, but it's no reason uh, to really go there right now. So we got a lot to get into as we talk about sports. I mean, you missed us last week. Uh, there were even more things with George Floyd's uh, murder that flood, flooded over into sports and helped this hopefully change uh, the world and not just the United States uh, that we can grapple. You have uh, Drew Brees making a misstep, and we will talk about that. Uh, and also sports returning when you look at the fact that the NBA is returning, the MLB is returning. We talked in the past about how much uh, prorated salaries they get right now. It seems like uh, it's 75% of their prorated salary, so we got a lot to delve into. My name is Kenneth Davis, and you know my man. His name is D. Demond Spurl. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and Davis Show. Once again, it's at D and Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. Uh, simply click on the bio link and uh, take you everywhere we're at. That's YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, whole host of places. All right. Simply search for the D and Davis Show. Uh, subscribe, rate, share, all that good stuff, man. Come on, hop with us, man. Have a good time. I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons One D E M O N Z E One. Ken is on Twitter and IG at That's Davis and executive executive producer of the D and Davis Show and everything that we do. Ryan Bukovsky. Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B Ski and IG at Ryan B Ski One. It's definitely good uh, to see you too. Yeah. Um, anybody, I'll say this much. Anybody send me, a, and this isn't a knock, anybody send me a message and it wasn't like a left message, I didn't probably get it. <laughs> like my phone was <laughs> off for three and a half days. So like I don't have, I don't know if you guys had long text messages and group chats. No. I didn't. I don't no, we didn't. Okay. We didn't. I got the one from Ryan song, like the last one from Saturday. Anything else? It was no. like I had no, never left. Up. No, that was All it. Right. That was it. But uh, just to let everybody know, I definitely appreciate everyone uh, for reaching out. Not just me, uh, definitely my family. And uh, again, we'll d- dive into that later because there are a couple of things that, um, especially, I mean, and it's in the future, I have to figure it out when it comes to like leukemia and cancer and stuff like that. You know, I have to start to think about and as a group, I definitely would want to bring my brothers in and let's try to figure out how we can do stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, so of course, we have to go off top. Off the top. Off top. Switch. Mine's, mm-hmm. of course, is uh, this is for my brother D. So when I found this out today, one question he kept asking was, where is Dana White and UFC's Fight Island? All right. I, I did ask him that. All right. So per ESPN, <laughs> UFC's president, Dana White, revealed uh, first take on Tuesday that the mysterious Fight Island is located in Yas Island in uh, um, Abu Dhabi. Thank you. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Uh, in the United Emirates, uh, the UAE. Uh, the island will help the company promote some of its international athletes who have a hard time entering the United States because of travel restrictions caused by the corona pandemic. So, D, there, it, it's in the, the UAE. That's where Fight Island is, where they make islands all the time in the UAE. They do. They literally make <laughs> islands. Like, Tuesday, we're going to make this island. Right. Um, it's interesting that they go over there. Very, very rich country. Probably one of the richest per capita. I think per like per, for the people, it's like straight. If I'm not mistaken, it's an oil based country, right? That's mostly where they get their money from. But they pass it out to everybody. You know, it's kind of like everybody's pretty well off. Uh, and a lot of Americans do go over there for vacation. I know a buddy, not buddy, but high school 
cat I, yeah. I know went over there uh, for vacation. Him and his family. I know a few people. You always yeah. see the, the you know the black person in the the, the the garb, and I'm like, did you get the real garb or is that the <laughs> the Canal Street version of you know? I forget. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I used to ask Medi for it. I'm being ignorant. Uh, forget what that long, especially what the males wear with the top and then the mm-hmm. long floor and bottom where to help them with covering up from the sun and also mm-hmm. being airy. Uh, but I always see buddies and people to go over there and rock that or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, where'd you get that at? You yeah. know, is it a fit? I don't want to be in Dubai with uh, the, the the gutter clothes the, on. The like knockoffs? I'm, yeah, like I'm flowing. They'd be like, ah, you know, let me look at your tag. Yeah. Boop, why you hit me in my face? <laughs> Stay in your place. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, listen, I, I'm not surprised that they uh, worked out a deal with the UAE. Uh, like I said before, a very well-off country. They have the money. They can build on my island, as they've been doing over the uh, past, I don't know, umpteen years have been just showing up building all these islands. Uh, it doesn't change the fact, though, of the spread of the coronavirus. And also, too, some fighters, I believe, I would think, are probably kind of skeptical about going to another country, this is kind of be done on a fly. But I did watch a little bit of uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. He had Andrew Schultz on there. And they talked about, uh, Andrew Schultz asked about, you know, saying how UFC fighters are paid and things of that nature. And one thing I did not know is Dana White hasn't, uh, didn't lay off anyone that works for the UFC. Uh, he doesn't own a company. I think you UM- sold, they sold, they sold it. Yeah, it's UME. Like four or five uh, years ago, they sold yeah. it. It's a, him, a, a parent company. A Japanese company. Oh, I, I, I don't know about it. that. I don't know about I that. They sold they have it a parent to, company. I believe they sold it to a Japanese company, but he retained some authority. Right. Right. With, with the sale. Or yeah, whatever. he's still a president. He still, but he yeah. has someone. He has. He had some part of ownership that was. I right. Think he had like 10% perhaps. Yeah, he still but got something. He the owners, the, the real owners sold the UFC mm-hmm. and Dana White basically. But go ahead with what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So uh, Dana White hasn't relieved any one of their duties that works at the UFC. So they still have been paying mm-hmm. all their employees as if, you know, saying everything's all right. Yeah, everything's all right. So mm-hmm. I commend him for that. Now, also, too, he has contract with the, with the, uh, with the uh, with the fighters, uh, with the ESPN, with the fighters, uh, some fighters are kind of going back and forth, kind of like wanting to renegotiate their contracts, things of that nature. So that's a whole other topic. But they haven't laid anybody off. But the parent company has been hurting. Mm. They they've been like dire straits because of the coronavirus, and if in fact it's been impacted worldwide. So I can understand why they want to get something out there, why they want to get a fight going, especially to bring everybody together. No doubt, I understand that. Uh, I didn't hear, Ken, please let me know if uh, you know this or not, if they're going to allow uh, spectators and fans to come over to the no. UAE. It's, it's what still, I it's still saw, now. You can't do that? Now, again, I, 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 I didn't delve further into it, but they did show images of how it's going to look, and it looked like it was spectatorless. Okay. All right. Cool. I don't think they're going to well, have That makes sense. Yeah, I don't think it would. Yeah. I don't even think ESPN would want them to be irresponsible and post uh, put something like that out there. Yeah, I agree. I, but I just didn't know what the what what. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. The and ground, also, we, the you let people of, know. Right, right. I, but I also don't know. I don't know the rules. What's going on in the UAE? How the coronavirus have impacted impacted True. their country? True. So they might be like, yeah, I can come on and go. They might even be like, yeah, people who live here, they can go. So I don't know what the what's. Uh, D. They will not have spectators. Okay, that's good. To, that's good to hear. But it still doesn't change the fact, though, man. Listen, there's reports of the coronavirus. Um, uptick in this uh, in multiple states here in America, the cases are going back up. 
Of course. I mean, you have people you have been protesting, protesting, and protesting, yelling, and right? the cops yes. have been right. So, I mean, you got cops and people on top of each other. There's, There's zero people. social distancing, really. Yeah. Being none, none. Yeah. When the weekend comes, is we protesting and people on top of each other. So, and on top of that, we already kind of knew because of what happened before. People was going against the stay-at-home orders and the wearing the mask and things like that. We already kind of knew it was going to be a spike. So it's probably going to be a bigger one. Be Who worse. knows? Possibly, I don't. I don't know. I don't no, know. No. Let me tell you, like I told you before. <laughs> yes, it's going to be worse. It, it, it's possibly. It can. It could be worse. So I'm still worried about that. I I, I commend them for not laying anybody off. I commend them still going uh, and paying these people. I I really love to see that. I wish more companies did that. But I am still worried about having these events. But hey, man, listen, I'm in the minority because a lot of sports are starting to come back. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see the UFC over the next six months or so, like how they plan these fights. Like we got Conor McGregor retiring. So that was like their biggest star. He's not retiring gone. and you know damn well he's not well, retiring. Well, he's coming back maybe for a purse. Of course. But Dana White's not play, paying that purse. He's going to pay Conor McGregor, believe that. And Conor McGregor's going and to fight. And Jones? Weather. I don't he's know. He's going to, listen, 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 listen let me tell you this. He's going to pay both of them to fight again. Like he better. This is this is boxing at its this is this is just boxing for the point of So so you think so you think he's ha- not you so you think he's negotiating basically yes. these guys want to they, they want to renegotiate their contracts uh, and since remember can I just said that company the open a parent company is not yeah. making any money but, so but can they give what? them money? The only place they can make money then is in the UFC with these fights, right? So you still need to garner the biggest fights. Conor McGregor has had, what, the top four when it comes to yeah, pay-per-views? The he's the biggest fighter. He said to Dana White was keeping him inactive. This is petulance. Conor McGregor real return to the, to the squared circle or the, 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 whatever. The, the octagon. octagon. Ah, thank you, the octagon. I'm sorry. I apologize to you guys. I'm a boxing guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he will return. And John Jones definitely will return because he doesn't even have Connor's money. He didn't get $100 million from Floyd Mayweather. So he will be back to fight again. He just wants it since he's going to probably go up to heavyweight. He, w- he wants more money. But what Dana White has said is they already factored that into his last contract that he was going to go up to heavyweight. And they would still be willing to give him, and I'm just going off of Dana White's side, so I'm not taking away from what John Jones has to say. Mm-hmm. They still will be willing to give him more money to the to what they already was said they would give him if he moved up, uh, but he even wants an absorbent amount, and that's again per what Dana White said. So, and but, but, Dana White also said after this last UFC that both John Jones and Conor McGregor and some of these stars that are complaining signed their deal within a few months. So he's just saying, "I'm not going to renegotiate when I just yeah. signed a deal with right. them." Right, right. He's Jerry he Ronsdorf in it. Yeah, uh, but again, also there is no other, there is the, there is no other promotion that they can really go out and garner that same money. So he can't play hardball. Say I'm not going to re- renegotiate their contract. Right, but after you get through some of these big, like even if you look like Amanda Nunez, like there's really like the she's clean, she's clinked out two weight classes. Yeah, so there's there's not even she's so great it doesn't even allow someone else to come up just yet. Mm-hmm. So you're not you can't bank on her. All right. You got um, what's the shorty's name that just won like two or three weeks ago that took out uh Tony Fernandez, um, Africa, right? Uh, Habib, right? No, not Habib. Habib. Can't oh yeah, fight he, it's he like took Gaichi, out. Yeah. It's like Gaichi or something. Yeah. Like that. All right. Yeah. So he's he was he's, the southern. He's an up and comer, but 
after a second, he has to fight probably Conor McGregor or something like that, and you have to wait till Habib comes back. And because basically what they're saying is Habib and him are supposed to fight, and then the winner fights Conor. Conor's going to be used. Dana White's going to use Conor McGregor again. Don't. There's no question about it. It's just one of those things where this How is. How old is Conor? Thirty-one. They better use him quick. Yeah, I had. I was looking. I was, I was looking it up fight. because I wanted to try to see what's the age range. I mean, I know guys can come back and fight. You know, yeah, you can get your ass beat at thirty-four. You, yeah, you, you still can. get paid, yeah. and people will still Cam, pay for the gate. Yeah, I agree with you. Like they can always make this happen. There's no hard line. The only hard line is how stubborn each side is, and if they how motivated they are to come to a compromise. And I just wonder that. That's all I'm saying. I don't know because Dana White seems very stubborn and strong-willed, and he's always been a hard stance kind of guy. And I wonder if the fighters are going to try to do that back at him to get him at the negotiating table. And then does that straw it out for such a long time? I think he's going to favor Dana because they don't have nowhere else to go. I have no problem with that, but I think it still will come back to the fighters because he needs those names to get those big pay-per-views. So he's listen. There, those guys. Unless John Jones gets arrested for something, and goes away for a long time, he's going to be in the ring again. Yeah. Like it's like they didn't. They, listen, they didn't even really pop him from the last stuff that he just did, right? Like he he'll be in the ring again, and they're going to use Connor, as Dana said. The John Jones is the goat. Uh, they definitely want to see him in a different weight class. Like it's. This is just posturing, and you it, see it in uh, combat sports all the time. It's just posturing. Yeah, John Jones is thirty-two years old. <clears throat> so it's missed like three and a half years. Is he prime. twins with Chandler, or is just no? Nah, he's younger? the younger. He's yeah. the young. I think Chandler. Oh, he's the younger. I think okay. he. I think he may be the young one because then when Chandler got drafted when the Bears were supposed to, they drafted Shay McClellan. Shay McKellen. Yeah. So how long? That was like what eight or nine years ago. That was a while ago. Mar- uh, that was Phil Emery's first draft. So, yeah. Ooh, I, think I think it was – Lovey got fired, what? Was it 2011 or 2012? So it was like 2013, something like that. Damn, it's so been that I long? Could, I could be wrong, but I thought Chandler was the older one, but I could Chandler be. is 30. All right, so he's the younger oh, so, one by year. And it was okay. the 2012 draft. Okay. Wow, time flies. Could have right. had Chandler Jones. He still wouldn't be here now. Oh, well. They wouldn't have signed him. They wouldn't have signed him. They would have did what uh, New England did or whatever. Like, they wouldn't have given him the money, and they would have just been like, hey, get your ass out of here real quick. What if they had Chandler and didn't have to trade two first-rounders to Khalil? For Khalil. Chandler Jones is not Khalil Mack in the first round. I know, but they wouldn't have traded him if he was there. They wasn't paying that, dude. They wasn't paying that. Like, do you – look, Khalil Mack was a defensive MVP. That was like, you know what? Give him the money. You're not giving Chandler Jones anything similar to that type of. So I, I, I don't believe he would have been here through all those regimes. I don't. I think they would have uh, gotten rid of him just because, really, with NFL contracts, because he could have moved on. But even with Khalil Mack, there's no saying that at the fourth year they won't be like, all right, the guarantee money is low. We can let you go. It's depending on where the team is going in his production at that time. Mm-hmm. All right, off the top, off top, off top. All right, so. This world has basically been flipped on its head with the death of George Floyd, right? Protests not only here in America, but across the world. Uh, actually, today, as we're recording this, uh, his final uh, funeral services was held in Houston. And I believe by now, I think they might even have the burial. He's burial. He's, He's buried, being, yeah, yeah, buried yeah. next to his uh, mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I've seen throughout all of this is how people across the country that it, it'll come from the processors, even come from law uh, officials and law enforcement, some, they're taking a knee. And everybody now knows that that knee is basically a, a symbol 
uh, that Colin Kaepernick made popular through, uh, through our culture, you would want to say. Uh, you've seen this around the world, too. Uh, Colin Kaepernick made that, made that very popular uh, right now, at least in people's eyes, kind of popular. Uh, and also, too, we've seen Roger Goodell come out and make a statement, basically because the NFL players pushed the, in the league and more so the, the commissioner to uh, make a statement about Black Lives Matter, police brutality, and uh, what's going on in the world right now. And Roger Goodell came out saying, like, yes, we should have listened to players. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. Crappy thing is he didn't say Colin Kaepernick's name, right? So a lot of people now were saying like, damn it, because y'all recognizing, even though you ain't saying his name, you, you recognize what's going on, you recognize you should have listened to Colin Kaepernick and other players at the time, you need to go ahead and give him a job or let him try out and things of that nature. I even heard a talking head on TV said that Colin Kaepernick should get, Colin Kaepernick should get a Nobel Peace Prize because of the movement of what he started, right? Okay. I think it's all well and good that the commissioner came out and said something, even though it was pushing, it was kind of vague. It's the first step, if you want to say. I'm happy that a lot of NFL players, especially the black ones, uh, are standing up with being more boisterous because you don't see that from NFL players, uh, from pretty prominent ones. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers uh, saying that it was never about the flag. It's always been about the protest. Going with uh, what happened with Drew Brees. What happened with Drew Brees. Right, right, right. Exactly, yes. Um, but I just want to kind of not pump the brakes and be a Debbie Downer. It's one thing for the, uh, for the commission to come out and make a, uh, make a statement. It is on the behalf of the NFL, but I think he separated himself from the owners. I still don't think that there are will, uh, if an owner is willing to say, because we all know that he was blackballed out the league. I don't think an owner is still going to be willing to say, yeah, we were wrong. I'll come on here and bring him in for a tryout or bring him in for a workout or even sign him. I think a lot of people are right to uh, push the simple fact that he should get a tryout and he should be able to get a job. Although it's been about three seasons since he had three or four seasons he haven't played. But I do want to kind of put a little tamper on a lot of people excitement per se saying like, Oh man, because, because the commissioner came out and said, they said that it was wrong. Colin Kaepernick, you know what I'm saying? He's going to get looked at. I hope I'm wrong with this and I don't want to be the Debbie Downer of this, but I still don't think, and I think people should try to put a pause on that. I still don't think that the owners are going to be giving me a, uh, basically come out and say that we were wrong and we're going to go ahead and resign Colin Kaepernick. So that's my off the top. I, I just, I just think people need to calm down with the excitement with that because I think they still going to be upset because he's not going to be able to, I don't think he's going to be able to get a job. All right. Dean Davis show on uh, the beginning of the show on off top talking about uh, Roger Goodell and his uh, apology. I'll say this much. From what we've heard, Roger Goodell has tried to push the owners to bring Cap back. Mm-hmm. All right? And what you said is accurate. Um, but still, he wouldn't have done anything that he would have thought his bosses would have been uber upset with, even though we know that after the last uh, CBA He's basically he did his job. He's going to walk off yeah. into the sunset probably yeah. in the next. I mean, four they to made five so god godly amount of money. Yeah, I mean, he he was making forty five a million a year and up. Like mm-hmm. he's wealthy, wealthy, he's wealthy. Yeah. All right. Um, I do think Colin Kaepernick will be offered tryouts from multiple teams, and some team doesn't sign him. Okay. I don't know the importance of it though. Um, I was a person um, when um, Colin Kaepernick and the whole situation. Uh, last year happened where there was a tryout 
Uh, he moved the tryout due to the fact mm-hmm. that there was uh, something in the waiver that basically said he could no longer uh, pursue any type of litigation against the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he decided not to go ahead with their tryout at that time because he didn't want to sign that waiver. Um, I, at that point, I wasn't mad. Like, if you can remember, and I'm not trying to change this to something else, and, and I'm not the type of person that says this person is like a, a sellout. I don't think Stephen A. Smith is really a sellout. But that weekend, uh, and remember, like, because we were like, what the hell? Stephen A. Smith got, got on IG and was like, ooh, yeah. yeah See? Yeah. And at that point, even if you didn't agree with Colin Kaepernick's actions at just as far as trying to reenter the NFL, there was no reason to get amped up like he did something wrong because if Colin Kaepernick never says a word, he gave up his job to highlight something that was very important. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't look like, I don't look, to, I've never looked at, I love, and he's better when it comes to his, uh, LeBron James is more social active, especially after like his fifth or sixth year in the league than Michael Jordan ever was during his reign in the league. But I don't look for LeBron James to set the tone for me. I did like that he came out against Drew Brees, even though it was after me. I see you, LeBron. You, you saw my tweets. <laughs> But um, but still, like I don't look so. I was I'm not mad at Colin Kaepernick's actions, but I do think. And when I mentioned the uh, new owner of uh, the Carolina Panthers, uh, known as being someone that's uh, left leaning, he signed um, Eric Reed, right? Was it was yeah? The they owner? signed no. He didn't sign Eric Reed. It was a previous yes, okay. The pre- right. you know, previous but, ownership, yeah. But just still, there are going to be several teams. I think will give Cap a look. Also, I think it happened. This is the crazy part. It's hard to do it now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You can't really get your, the good look at him mm-hmm. and get your hands on him, mm-hmm. even though we'll see how restrictions start to change moving forward as things start opening up more and more. Um, but I, I do think he's going to get a chance. And it, worst case scenario, I would think it may be before the season. Maybe someone will have him in their camp. Um, but if someone goes down, I could see it happen. But this is the point that I was really trying to make. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his best value is in being a backup quarterback in the, in the NFL. And I, again, I don't know what Cap wants, and Cap doesn't need to do anything else for me. Like, that's, I'm not one of those people like, so what you gonna do? What's your plan? His plan was to highlight something, an injustice. And he, he damn sure did it. It's worse to me for someone who doesn't know what to do to start acting like they know and take a movement totally off the cliff because the movement is about them rather than what they were trying to establish in that movement. So by no means am I, I he can stay out of it because he did, he's, he sacrificed himself to or his job rather to highlight something of great importance that now the world has to look and be like, yeah, we really messed up because mm-hmm. we didn't want you to ruin the party. I think about uh, watching, um, I, I think it was maybe Windy City Live and I always highlight this. I forget the uh, one of the co-hosts. So this is when they had more than just Val and the other guy. They would have like four or five people, mm-hmm. like Nina Chantel, uh, Tony Schofield would be on there. But they had, uh, uh, I believe, Styles from Styles and Roman and a- another lady host was on there. And they just talked about how uncomfortable and they just didn't like their football being ruined by Colin Kaepernick because he was kneeling. And it just made, it repulsed me. Look at him now. It repulsed me because it's like, are you listening to your, first of all, this is the thing. You're talking about people going upstairs and basically beating each other out of it, beating each other upside the head, right? That's what they're doing. And you're like, you know what? Before that head getting busting, I don't want to see no kneeling, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're watching something barbaric, and you're saying, like, don't hit me with no social justice before I get into that barbarism. That's mm-hmm. why I'm only here for that. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's just one of those things. And, and, and then with Roger Goodell, 
Um, I do think he's going to kneel. Um, you know, from what I hear, Roger Goodell isn't necessarily the Roger Goodell that I've all. I think he made some missteps. Him coming in trying to be the uh, law and order commissioner was a, too like I don't, we didn't grow up thinking the NFL was running a foul. And I know we could talk about uh, Little with the St. Louis Rams, and we could talk about um, what's his name, the running back for the Rams that uh, went to Oklahoma. Um, that was out there just wilding out. There was there were like Tony Frazier, uh, forget his name, running back the Rams drafted. You know who I'm talking about. He ran those kids over out in uh, California. We they, they was at a park. They was at a park and said something crazy. He got his something Phillips. Something Phillips. Uh, when was this? Yeah, uh, this happened seven years ago. He's in, he he hung himself and he killed himself in jail like four years ago. Whoa! Something I do Phillips. not remember this story. Oh no, he was he was uh he was ta- super talented, but was always trouble. The only thing I'm trying oh, to point out. Oh, I do know who you're talking. The only thing about. I'm trying to point out that even in those days, I don't remember us going around like the NFL is running amok. So with him coming down and having the missteps, uh, like he did with uh, um, uh, what's uh, what, Ray Rice? Thank Ray you, Ray Rice. Rice. Lawrence Ray Phillips. Rice. Lawrence Phillips. Thank you. You remember Lawrence Phillips? <sighs> Oklahoma running back got drafted by the Rams. How long ago did he get drafted? He got drafted like twenty years ago. Yeah. Oh, like twenty years ago. But he was he was prominent. In, uh, no, his college. No, was Nebraska. Nebraska. It was Nebraska. It was Nebraska. It was Nebraska. It was Nebraska. 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 Okay. It was Nebraska. It was Nebraska. Okay. But uh, yeah. But again, uh, when he came out like that to me, it was a bit much. Um, there seems to be some type of growth. But and I'll say this much: he didn't mention Colin Kaepernick, and that was upsetting. But I don't know if legally he can. Because of the but the lawsuit is settled. Yeah, but remember. They tried to put that allegedly in the waiver to stop future lawsuits. So that may have been an act of admission if he said that at that moment. So, again, as far as the league getting sued, like he can say what he wants to say, but I don't know if he has the okay to let the league get sued again. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but since Colin Kaepernick had a, 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 a lawsuit against him of being blackballed, mm-hmm. that may have been an act of admission by saying we were wrong in that. And therefore, they don't because they didn't want to seem like it was a conglomerate pushing him out. You know what I'm saying? So again, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm right, saying right. That, I, but that I think everybody kind of knows. Yeah, yeah, we know. But yeah, look, we know. I mean, I, mean, is, I know you're saying. Listen, when you hit a car, they tell you basically don't say you're sorry. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah. Like you know, it tells you like in your insurance, like you know, you hit somebody. The last thing you do is be like that's my fault because legally you don't want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. But Ryan, what you think, Ryan? Yeah, uh, I think uh, hopefully a lot of these owners – I mean, I like what Roger Goodell is doing right now. And we'll see how true it is with his actions moving forward. But at least for right now, it's like you're doing a little something, which is just talking. But when the season comes, you have a chance to actually do some things like kneeling, actually be a part of the players, standing behind them when you know the inevitable criticism is going to come from the other Mm -hmm. side. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump has already said how did Roger Dell say yeah. that they're going to kneel? Yeah. Like, and went back and forth with that, and, and went back and forth with Drew Brees a little bit. Right, stand up, stand up with your players, stand up against that BS. Don't be afraid of Donald Trump like you were last time, and you cow down to him, all the politics, and just getting lost in the flag, just like Drew Brees did when it's nothing to do with the flag to begin with. Right. So the other thing I wonder too is just. Where Colin's at, I don't know if Colin, how much that passion for playing football is, especially if, you know, I heard you he's look at around still. the league. 
But that's what I'm saying. Like, if working around, like looking around the league, there's not a lot of open starting jobs. And maybe there's a couple places he can come in and compete. But would he be okay just being a backup quarterback? Like, how important is football to him? And I'm, I don't doubt that it's very important potentially, but you just don't know, I guess, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing we, we, we haven't heard a lot from Colin Kaepernick and that was, it could be one criticism towards him. Some people might say like, okay, I wish he would come out and speak a little bit more. Uh, so we don't know, but for all the reports that I've read recently, is that he's still working out as if he's trying to get a job in the NFL, which he should, if he, if, if that's still his passion and he still want to go for it. Right. But I can also understand when people say like, brother, you know, I think you found your other calling. You know what I'm saying? Because look what's look what the look what happened, dude. You, I mean, you up there, people are gonna be looking at you. The younger ones looking at you. Look at uh, who's living through this. You're gonna be in a sense kind of like that, Muhammad Ali. Not saying that he took as many uh, bold steps as Muhammad Ali going to jail and fighting against the government as far as going to war and things of that nature. But the stance that he took, dude, you're gonna be you're gonna be put on a pedestal for a lot of people. And maybe this is your true calling. But that's you know say, but that's not their call. That's his call of what he wants to do. But Mike, like I said, my thing is, I just, I want to, I'm at the state of, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe, I believe it when I see him actually with a uniform out there practicing in a facility, trying to get, even if it's a back, a backup job, because he's been out the league for three or four years and not in start position. I'm at that point because I just don't think these owners I just don't think for the most part they care. They'll push out Roger Goodell. Now you push him out to say, okay, yeah, say something to keep them quiet. Mm-hmm. The simple fact of also, too, I, I kind of alluded to this before. It's you don't see NFL players speak up the way they did and star players in that little video they did. That's something that you do not see. And some people was even saying, like, man, it made a difference because um, quarterbacks, uh, by quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. No, no, no. Well, also, too, a uh, uh, kid down in, in Kansas City. I don't know why I'm blanking his name right Patrick now. Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Yes. I black, said Patrick black Mahomes. quarterbacks. Yeah, but I'm upset. But, but, specific, really but specifically, specifically him. They yeah. said it meant a lot to see him out there making that statement, too. So. Don't disrespect him. I don't think it's a fact that anybody disrespect, disrespect, disrespect him. But baby goat, hey. baby goat's here. Yeah, he, right. is. he is. He is. But all right, real quick, two things. Um, that I want to really address. One, Dominique Foxworthy said, uh, Foxworth said on uh, ESPN today that he thinks that uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick should be in the NFL Hall of Fame for what he did. Oh, wow. All right. So another thing that I want to address, uh, getting back to what Ryan said, kind of even you. Um, we also have to look at, like, when we keep saying the owners won't do this and owners won't do that. I think that part of the reason the owners will do it is because the wins have changed. So the, 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 the fear of Donald Trump, I think we all know, chances are Donald Trump is not going to be reelected, mm-hmm. all right? Because- The chances are looking slimmer. The chances are looking slimmer because out of everything that already happened, he just, do, not him in a way, but getting back to, it's a flip topic getting to Kanye and how I've always talked about emboldening police when you're talking this crazy stuff mm-hmm. and the actions that they take, but that's for another day. But him deciding to fall on, on his old tropes of, uh, of uh, being hard and law and order and all this other BS instead of having any type of emotions towards what's actually empathy, taking place. Compassion. You, empathy. It's not, it's not going to work, right? It's like, it's re- and it, so it's, I, I think those owners and the fear that they had before isn't as strong as what it is now because the nation is, has changed. And uh, one thing when we I had, hope you're right. One thing we had Steve on the show and the point that I made when he asked what we can do 
I said, you got to make your friends that are racist feel uncomfortable. And I think that that's kind of where the, and I'm not saying it's going to stay there and I'm not saying the Kumbaya or whatever, but I think the winds of change have leaned more to, you know what, that standard isn't the standard any longer. Mm. And so I think that helps owners who may not feel that in their soul come out to their constituency and say, you know what, I'm not necessarily with that. And I don't mean it's going to really mean anything, but I think it gives them a lot more leeway than what they had before. Yeah, it gives them a lot more cover than what they had before, because those people, in a way, are going to kind of be silenced as we we start to transition moving forward in this country. My off top, top. we have have a NASCAR story, Bubba Wallace. Last night in an interview on CNN, Wallace called for the sport to ban the Confederate flag anywhere NASCAR races. We were trying to figure out next steps, and my next step would be to get rid of all Confederate flags. There should be no individual that is uncomfortable showing up to our events to have a good time with their family that feels some type of way about something they have seen, an object they have seen flying. Um, no one should feel uncomfortable when, they're, when they come to a NASCAR race. So it starts with Confederate flags. Get them out of here. They have no place for them. Recently spoke on CNN and uh, talked about what steps he would take to uh, kind of push things along in NASCAR, and he mentioned how they should get rid of the Confederate flag. Simply put, no one should feel uncomfortable going to a NASCAR race, and obviously not everyone agrees with that flag. So seems like a pretty simple one. Uh, NASCAR should be all about inclusion. They should know what that flag can also stand for. And to me, that's a simple one, but who knows with NASCAR? Um. What's the young man's name that does SEC football and NASCAR for ESPN with the red hair? Oh, I'm about to go Brad Doherty, but you said it's somebody new. Mm-hmm. No, it's not new. He's been doing it for like um No, I'm saying Brad Doherty's kinda of older. I dude. know Brad no, no, no but yeah. I mean he's he's been doing it for about uh seven years at least. Okay. Um, what did he say? You know what he said? I mean, he say something? He was on um I don't know if he was on Get Up or first. I think it was on Get Up this morning. He mentioned that uh Junior um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, years back went around and told them they needed to be taking them flags down. Mm. Uh, so he's, it's not the first time. Also, full disclosure, every time I think of Bubba Wallace's name, I think of Bubba Watson. So yeah. I switched to golf. I, I, it happened to me too. Like, yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> they golf? Uh, and he's what a, a Penske. He's he's, he's on a Petty's team. That's like a Petty car that he's in. If anybody knows old greats of uh, NASCAR racing. Uh, also, uh, come on, man. You, you better know the petties. All right. You got to know the petties. All right. Hey, shout out to, I remember I had a NASCAR video game yeah. at, the, at the, with the steering wheel too. Oh man. NASCAR is very fun. If you're driving, I don't know about watching it, but being out there on the course, I think I love to do it. But I want to say <laughs> Bubba Wallace, um, that day of this last race, um, he, uh, came out, uh, he organized and talked to all those drivers and explained, tried to be, uh, the person to try to break down what's going on to them. So just the responsibility with how white NASCAR is. Mm. And it's not like you got three other brothers to help you. I see. I saw one other brother out there. But as far as right in the, in the top series, he's the only black racer in the top series. Yeah. So he's doing this all by himself. He broke down before the race. He fainted after the race. And then during the interview, he was incoherent. And the reporter had to be like, he's not right. He's incoherent. So he's going through a lot on top of it. It, it, it may not seem, it may seem easy, but it's very strenuous to be in a NASCAR. It's hot. It's, it's tiring. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a sport. Mm-hmm. All right. Regardless if you're not jumping or whatever. Um, I think it's good. I mean, one thing I know Max Kellerman always points out is that it's a treacherous flag, which I, I, I don't like to be that hard because yeah, people losers. Yeah, people consider that their culture. But we wouldn't have a Nazi flag over. You wouldn't have an SS flag. I mean, now there, there are Nazi flags over here, but you couldn't sit there and have a monument to right. some type of uh, uh, Nazi uh, prosecutor. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't do that. And then so, and getting to what it, it what, like, we got to stop with the BS about what things stand for. And that's the kind of thing that we like. We like to play semantics. I say this to my son all the time. I'm like. Kenton, did you do this? And he'd be like, well, it was like this. No, 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 no. You get what I'm trying to say. Stop trying to play semantics with me. All right? Like, that's, that's the same thing that happened to Drew Brees. And I definitely have something to say about that later in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's semantics. Because, with, with, real, real quick, with the Drew Brees thing, you're, you're um, disrespecting the fact that any of us have had any family members that served in an, uh, an armed forces. I've had my grandfather. I've had uncles. I have a cousin that's underwater right now. All right. That means he's he's in a sub. All right. I shouldn't even be giving you that information. All right. But yeah, it's easy. You're going to get right. us taken I know, out here. Right. I know. I'm right. Just, I, know <laughs> I know. It's treason. It's tre- I'm treasonous right now. But I'm just like, stop saying things like that to like, we don't serve. And we, that used to be the way of coming up in the black community. Mm-hmm. To get into the, the military. Yep. So when he's protesting, it had nothing to do with. I'm disrespecting the flag. It's I'm trying to pay attention in a peaceful way. I'm trying to bring your attention to something that is uh, a, a highly rated show, uh, to something that's going on necessarily in our community. So getting back to Bubba Wallace and the Confederate flag, of course, I, I was I went to school in Southern Illinois where they used to catch slaves. That used to be a hotbed for catching slaves for coming up here. Like that's where uh, slave trappers used to go to try to catch them there in Missouri and all those places. Um, and I, I, that was the first time I ever seen the Confederate flag, like mm. live, mm. right? Driving down the highway with someone with a Confederate flag on. And this is in Southern Illinois. Well, and I don't know what that person's family was, but it's really even more about like, what are you saying about me? Like that, like you're like, and it gets to the point, I know it's not even just, white people, I mean, like, now with this new generation, and I'm not even, and I'm not talking about, like, just millennials and uh, Gen Y, whatever. Gen Z, I think. Thank you. But we live in a world that's like, F you, it's what I'm about. And it should be about, it should be what you're about. But it also be about you being a better you. And that doesn't mean you have to kowtow and kiss ass. You don't like the LGBT community. I'm not telling you to kiss their ass. I'm just telling you not to be uh, angry. Ass. Yeah, that's all yeah. I'm doing. I'm not telling you you have to change your feel, but like there are things you don't like that you keep in check. All right, like you, you can. I had, I, 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 I had a friend slash work with for someone who was a Catholic who was just uh, uh, mad at like Methodist people, right? They don't have a pope, and it's just like, wait, do you hear what you're saying, right? Like, I mean, like, beats I mean, the Christians. You don't have I mean, a pope when you're splitting you? hair, like. We get to the point where we're splitting hairs. We're allowed to split in the hair to make us hate somebody when we, there's just a slight difference. Like, it's just, it's, and again, you don't have to be their best friend. Yeah. But you can understand why a people feel like a whole half of a country, you could damn near just say another country was like, we're going to keep your black ass as, as, as chattel, as cattle, mm-hmm. as chattel. And even though we know that Lincoln didn't do it to help us, he did it to debilitate the South. 
But still, the point is, you like, no, nah, this is that ish right here. Like, dude, just stop. Like, you just, you're really just being ass. But I'll stop. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think, I think for the most part, man, that stuff is passed down generation to generation, and that's racism and and hatred in a nutshell, right? You're not born to hate people. Uh, you, that's a learn, that's a learned thing, right? Uh, but as far as Bubba, Bubba Wallace doing, saying this, listen, I obviously wholeheartedly agree with it. I look at that, I see that flag as being a treasonous flag to the United States of America. I think they're a bunch of fucking losers. Ryan, you got to put a beat right there. Um, <laughs> I mean, but why, why, I'm not, listen, Michael Jordan raised me. I'm about winning. And I ain't flying no flag that wanted to keep me enslaved and was a bunch of damn losers. So, and also, shout out to everybody across the world even out there over in the UK, they tore down that slave traders monument and threw it into the water. And also we're seeing across the country. Look like the Thames. Look like they threw it in the Thames. No, I don't care where the hell they threw it. As a matter of fact, if you go, if you search on Google Maps for that monument, it shows it being in the middle of the water too. So shout out to Google. <laughs> shout out to Google. So um, but also too, shout out to all the mayors and the governors around the country who's removing these Confederate monuments as well. But Bubba is gonna be hard as hell try to get the NASCAR fans who, not saying all of them, but a good portion of them like to go down there and fly that flag. I, I remember seeing a documentary, document, it was more so, maybe it could have like a real sports. And it was talking about, this is and this might have been like five to ten years ago. I want to say ten years ago. And it was talking about how to diversify the fan base and the drivers in NASCAR. I don't even want to. I want to say Nelly was trying to get into it. Magic Johnson was trying to get into it. Both of them were. Both of them were. Both of them were. So this must have been a while ago then. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, they was talking amongst the fans, and they was just like racism just coming out of their mouths. It's talking about they. Well, they don't know how to drive right or. This, I mean, it was. It's it was, hard to make them left. Yeah, it's hard to take left turns all day and stop and get gas and. Let's try. And it's okay. more than that. It's more than that. It's way more. No, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's way more than that. It's a sport. It's a legit sport. A lot of humans can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. But the racism was the racism was just flowing out like water. So I think it's going to be a very it's going to be a hard fight, a hard uphill fight for Bubba Wallace. I don't know the breakdown of the new fan base coming into NASCAR. I don't know if they're getting that generation, that gen, the Gen Zer who likes all types of sports, are they going towards NASCAR? Is it going, is it actually, is it on the same length of... Uh, it's not baseball, it's not baseball. It's not baseball, yeah, okay. it's so regional. It's very, it's very regional, get, it's very regional. Get you can't so come many. up with it, but yeah. I'm talking about on national scale. It's like you scale, mentioned, you mentioned uh, Brad it's like, Doherty. It's like a top five, top six yeah. league. In the I league. mean, listen, it... It cracked up there for a high. Wait, it's probably kicking uh, hockey's ass. If you look at them numbers, I bet you... I bet you it's kicking hockey's. I bet you yeah, uh, Brady. I, gotta, I bet you oh, Brady in a whole camp, yeah. country though. It's so NASCAR has the South and parts of the North yeah, and listen, California. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a big. All right, thing. It's not, I'm, I'm just not saying, saying it's, a big it's thing. probably its numbers may kick a hockey's ass. But I, I will. I think for Bubba to say this, I commend him. I back him. Um, I hope the NAS his NASCAR team and I hope the NASCAR presidents or whoever runs the league, the officials, whatever. Oh, they back him. The but it's going to be very, very hard. The president came out. Uh, the cars turned off their engines, and he came out mm -hmm. with a speech about what mm -hmm. NASCAR is going to do as far as inclusion and trying to help too, just to give you full information. Is, it, a, is it enough people, Ryan? And Ken, I can just you first, Ryan. Is it yeah, enough people? Is it enough fans out there when they go to these NASCAR events 
to to pitch a bitch about it. Like, dude, take down that flag. Is because this it always starts the people. We've seen a lot of laws passed in this country. Why? Because the people are finally behind it. Is it enough fans in the fan base to say I'm going to back Bubba Watts? That's the question. I think. Mm, I, I don't have yeah. an answer. I don't know about that. Uh, I would lying. think that that's going to be a minority at this point, but it's a, maybe a growing minority now. A vocal versus before. Point, can it, it be, be vocal? It could become a vocal minority. Can they be loud? Yeah. Can, can they be loud? And that and, maybe and, could happen now. And what I you doubt could before. get is some other people that don't feel like that going along with that vocal minority because of the switch. You know um, what? I, I think I know a, re- a way they could do it is NASCAR doing a wholehearted outreach to minorities or the North or whatever you want to say. Really pushing. Hey, organization or hey, school was with a lot of minorities or young black kids, Latino kids, right like that. We want to invite you out to come on out, you know, said the Daytona 500 or Talladega. Like you have to bring, you have to really put people in that position. You got to, to bring people in, man. That's the only way yeah, you can change. You got to bring people in. Let y'all do the problem do. with NASCAR is if you don't, if you're not around cars all your life, you can't start driving until you're like 16. Unless you're going out there go karting, you pick up a baseball, you pick up a basketball, you pick up a football. That's easy to just be like, hey, I'm into that because I can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. If you're not working on cars, you're not like go karting or doing like craziness on your bike. Right. If you're not family's not going, I don't think that. I think it's I hard to grow up with NASCAR. I don't care um, if they bring out little black kids to some place that may be uncomfortable for them. Uh, I'm just saying if they want to change about, it. They got to get more people that look like us. I'm not. I'm not discounting what you're saying. I just again, my thing is, it's not about us all hugging. It's in a way about us just leaving one another alone and caring that someone else has the same rights as you. We don't have to be bosom buddies. But when you see that you can leave the house and not die and this brown face and that brown face right there can leave the house and there's a chance we can die by someone that our taxpayers pay for, mm-hmm. that's something to that. And um, that's just, that's if you're a good person, that's just natural human nature. You can't, and it's, I'm not a thug, uh, Demaz isn't a thug. I shouldn't even have to appeal to that because right. there, are, there are white people that you would call thugs that you still don't want them to die. Die, yeah. Like mm-hmm. so, like we stop with these low, this low hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit and it's excuses. You're an adult. It's time to be an adult and know right from wrong, even if it's not what you care for. Like there are plenty of things that I have to put up with and try to be the bigger person, especially recently in my family, um, that I can't go back. I'm in pain. Um, I I watched my little brother pass, literally, mm-hmm. physically in my body was there my little brother passed. I had to get on the phone and deal with someone coming at me and venting, and I didn't say a word mm-hmm. because it wasn't about me. Now, did I have the right to say something? Hell, yeah. and I'm hurting, mm-hmm. right? That's not how I was raised. I mean, and I understand people are vulnerable and people are hurting, and you're, if your first, and this is what I'm trying to say, if my first reaction was, fuck you, huh, then think about how much more damage it could have been, been done. My reaction was just to listen. And that's all people are saying. Just listen. Like, it doesn't mean you have to yeah. take on a, my entire sentiment, but it's just to listen because kind of what you're doing is fuck shit. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean black people are all angels. No, that's not what we're saying. Yeah. I, I just want to be, listen, I just want to be on the same playing level. I'm not, I'm not asking you to give me a that's little equality. Listen, that's equality. I'm not, 
I'm not even asking for reparations right now. <laughs> I'm just asking the man. Like, so my, like, I don't, I shouldn't have to train my son yeah. with these are the lessons you have to learn when being pulled over. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, I, I, and you don't have to do that. So, why, like, if you in your head think that you, it's fine that you don't have to do that, and that me as a, a law abiding human being, tax paying citizen, should have to do that speaks a lot more about you, to say the least. Yeah. We shall see what NASCAR does. Uh, one other thing I wanted to say with that Confederate flag. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times I think people kind of assume like an identity with that flag and almost like a, a quasi patriotism. How many of those people you think uh, are yelling at Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee and disrespecting that flag, but then they're going to disrespect the flag oh. by having the Confederate flag? Mm, good point. Nice point. Nice point. And it's not, I hate to say it, it's not an ugly flag with all this hate. It's not ugly. Yeah, flag? if you if you just looked at the flag with it's the kind of visually, kind of visually pleased. Yeah, just like how they got us with the General Lee when we was kids. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, I can't stand the General Lee. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, yeah, but know. more but more people learn learn about it. Hopefully, um, it comes down to education. More kids or more yeah, more people learn about it. Like I didn't I didn't even know this. I learned something today about the whole thing with Dabo Sweeney, uh, as far as the, uh, the University of Clemson, is uh, kind of like the lineage of the Clemson, of the, uh, how the school was founded. Yeah. But I didn't know, which I should have known. It's on sl- a slave owner's plantation. Yeah, I didn't even know. I should have known that. But it <laughs> kind of yeah, makes sense looking at it like, yeah, Calhoun and, you know what I'm saying, uh, yeah, uh, Clemson, whatever like that. Um, I think Cal, I think Clemson they was They want to change Calhoun the Calhoun honors. Yeah. They like so they, they was related, been, son-in-law, or something like that. So Calhoun, uh, a prominent John slave Calhoun? owner. Yeah, John Calhoun, a prominent slave owner. Mm-hmm. That's on. I, I thought it was his former one of his former plantations, but they have a honor school on campus named after him. Right. Which Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins. came out about. It needs to be changed and mm-hmm. put up a petition. And Hopkins said that's why he doesn't come out to from mm-hmm. Clemson mm-hmm. during an NFL game. Yeah, yeah. I bet people people have a problem. Like, it keeps me up. People can have a problem with that. But let it be someone just really, like, disrespecting your people living. All right, this isn't a difference of opinion. All right, like, oh, yeah, you like your, your toast uh, cut uh, uh, down the middle, and I like mine's cut, you know, sideways. Yeah. Thank you, diagonally. It's not like that's like again, that's like I right, even I don't get why you do that, but whatever. You like for instance, D will just pull into a parking spot. I prefer to back in because I just want to pull straight out. Mm. I don't hate D for that. Right? We just don't do I the do. same stuff. I you should. <laughs> but again, it has let me out, D. <laughs> <laughs> but on a larger scale, I'm not sitting there and impugning his ability to live peacefully. Right. Like, you shall die. That's no. the thing to where it's like, no, are, leave you, me alone. are you really a good person? Or are you on right. fuck shit and you like to lie about being a good person? Yeah. And don't bleep. No, no, no. Don't run. You don't bleep that out. You let that ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is new kid too. On social media, when things go sideways, I'm cursing. I'm trying to, I'm not being nice anymore. If it gets, if it's just, if it's a board, I'm coming. Like, I'm just, it's because people don't care. I'm not going to care either. Like, hey. I'm, I'm coming. I'm. Uh, did you hear, just real quick, I was just sitting there an hour ago, and um, Eugene McIntosh from the Bigs yeah. posted the conversation. Oh, me. yeah, I saw it. <laughs> With Lori Lightfoot and Alderman. And uh, Alderman yeah. sit there and say that people are going to be running into someone's house 
first of all, y'all had the right and y'all would shoot them anyway. And again, I'm not saying that that would mean you would want someone to run into your home. Mm-hmm. But this gaslighting, mm-hmm. it's, it's this old ass gaslighting. Last thing you want is those blacks running in your house. Like no one's running in anybody's house. Like this, like we keep going to, and this is what, and we'll get to it in the Drew Brees segment, these old things to make us separate, where it's like, well, you know, they, they'll do this. And just like, dude, you're an adult. Start acting like an adult. Stop being on BS. You're a grown person. Stop fucking with fairy tales 24-7, which was whatever goes along with your stereotypes or storyline. All right, well, come on back. Dean Davis Show. Yo, what up? It's your man, Jay Illa, official Chicago Bears DJ, and you are listening to the Dean Davis Show. Turn it up. We welcome Jeff Passan in. And looking still for the full prorated salary. And I feel like that's a really important thing to emphasize right now, Scott, because the more conversations I've had with players over the last week or so, the more I've come to understand that the full prorated salary is not the most important thing for them. It is more or less the only thing for them at this point. And I understand, listen, there are other issues. There's health and safety and, you know, they have expanded playoffs that they can give to Major League Baseball as a carrot. But in the end, the players say, no matter how long the season is, we want our full pro rata. Will they get it? Yeah, I think they're going to get it. I just don't know if it's going to be over 70 or 72 games or over 48 games. And that's the big question at this point. Even though we're in the deal zone, are the owners going to recognize that the players are not bluffing on this? And listen, there's always the possibility that I am getting played just like everybody else out there, that they have have uh, coalesced around this idea in order to get leverage and in order to try and get the, the clubs to bring their offer up that much more. But I've spoken with a number of players who I'm going to call moderates. These are players who don't necessarily believe in the idea of holding out for the full prorated salary. And they have said to a man that they believe that this is a position that they, uh, one person called it a hill that they will die on. And if they die on that hill at 48 games, that means we're gonna have a 48 game season is implemented by Major League Baseball. There's going to be a grievance by the Players Association for the league not playing its fullest season, and all of the labor animus that we've seen is only going to continue, not just in this offseason, Scott, but going forward when the collective bargaining agreement expires in 2021, the possibility of a lockout or a strike in 2020. Like, it gets really, really ugly, even uglier than it's been already, if we don't get a deal done at some point here and they come to that place in the middle and figure out a number of games that's not 48. D and Davis, the show. Uh, we are back. This is, of course, our last segment. We definitely appreciate you for taking a little bit of time with us. It's transition out of uh, off the top, going to uh, one of our t- topics that we wanted to discuss: the return of the M- MLB and the NBA. So more so, Canada MLB. Ken, you was breaking down some of the numbers and some of the yeah, so, fact, like the, the number of how many games we're going to have. What we're going well, to possibly see? It wasn't that. Now, Ryan, you can correct me. Uh, are they going to have seventy-five, eighty-five games? Uh, the latest proposal that was rejected was for 76. Okay. Okay. So this was the real question. When we talked about this in the past, which I did get an answer today. Because my question was, are they going to get the prorated amount or is this, you're cutting Prorated. That? Yeah, that's what I was getting to. So oh. they're going to get 75%. It's fine. 
they're going to get 75% of their prorated salaries. And what we mean by prorated is, all right, so they're not going to get 162 games. Mm -hmm. So you're going to cut back. So whatever their salary is per game, and, and let's just say for the 76 games right now, was you say 86, Ryan. Did you say 86 or 76? 76. 76. 76. So for those 76 games, they're going to get 75% of what their salary will be per game uh, when they come back. All right, so that's what is uh, taking place right now with the MLB. Um, I think one thing, like, I thought I said sports is going to come back I, because financially, D, and I'm not even dissing you when you said you didn't because it doesn't need to come back. Um, it's just, it's no reason. It's a danger. game. No reason. It's money, but it's a game. There's no need to endanger people. Um, I'll say this much too. I know that, that, that in the future, I'll tell you why I'm wrong. In the future, it'll be beneficial to play these games because it keeps these leagues viable. And therefore the people that work in these arenas and with these teams, mm -hmm. it still keeps their jobs moving forward. Now. Yes. Yes. So I'm wrong. And, and comes, go ahead. It might help with social distancing. Just the fact people yeah, maybe right, just right. stand home because and people, watching sports. Oh, great, that's a good that's a good point. Great, no, that's what they've always they've always brought that up. And great point. for mentioning Ryan. Um, but when we talk about risking these players, um, and some of them may not care, but some of them do care. And just like we heard with some of the NFL players, I mean NBA players are worried about that if they come back, will that distraction take away from the movement that's taking place right now? Like yes. that's that's some of the discussions that NBA players are having that mm -hmm. if, because you're not going to get a BT, oh, it's going to be a smoke screen. You're not going to get BT ESPN uh, after that. You know, mm -hmm. ESPN is black as hell right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Also, and I, I, I think I need to write an article. I love how ESPN went from NFL draft, last dance, and then, and I want to say lucked into because George Floyd had to pass, but then with Uber black, right? <laughs> And, and I got I got that's two articles. I got another one. I'm not going to reveal that one because I don't want anybody to steal it from me. Okay, go ahead. ESPN has something they need to look in. They need to look inside too because they've done some f stuff also mm -hmm. with this or whatever. But it's just funny that you can sit there and turn on ESPN now and it's just black as fuck, right? Like it's just like whoa. You guys <laughs> three years, three and a half years ago was afraid of Trump, and now Drew Brees is popping shots off at him like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm, and it's funny because when the pendulum goes so crazy out of sync that it was like this is the, the pendulum was going to swing back. You know what I'm saying? And then the, the fact that dumbass, I don't even care. I'm not even going to act like I'm being in the middle. Dumbass can't even take his head from him. You know what? To just act like he had empathy, just a little bit. Forget it. I'm gonna just try. I'm a fake. As, as it matters when it matters said, and this is D. Davis to flip. This is the show. When Maddox was like, he don't even pretend. <laughs> they shouldn't have to pretend one. He said he doesn't even pretend. Right? My first question was, who was the guys that was pretending? Can you tell me those guys? <laughs> like, like, that, was my, that was my first thought. Like, let's line those cats up too or whatever. Um, but still, all, all getting back, it's just, again, um, I mean, dude, we're at a, we're at a crazy-ass time. Dude, I've said that we've been locked in the house for three months. Michael Jordan has flamed everybody in his path. I lost one of the closest people in my life. Mm -hmm. It's been a weird ass. It's been a wild year. And man. I'm sorry, earlier than that, Kobe Bryant died with his daughter and seven other people. It's been a wild year. It's been a wild year to say the least. And we're halfway it, through it. I was about to say, we're not even at the. <laughs> well, we are. We're six yeah, months. we did six, we're months, six yeah. months. 
but it's just like it's been a wild year. Um, and but I'll my last name, but a credit, I'll say this much a credit to the people that are listening, um, and making a change and realizing enough is enough. Um, that's what I, I do want to say that at least. You guys definitely go ahead. All right. Uh, as far as it, like, I'm interested to see what proposal, if they're going back to the baseball, and do uh, we think it's going to be a uh, season? Now, this is. Uh, Wait, D, real oh, quick. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, go for it. The belief is that Rob Manfred, who in their first agreement with the salary cutting, I believe, mm-hmm. one of the agreements that they had gave him an emergency power to implement a 48 game season without anybody's agreement. I heard about and that. And that's the likely route that people feel will happen once this is rejected and they don't come to any kind of compromise. Now, 48, a 48 game season, uh, of baseball. Now, you know what? I won't be that opposed to it because I won't be. Anybody there. can win. Well, that too, but I won't be there. And it's going to be enough. It's going to be few enough games where you don't have to have these empty ass stadiums of, you know what I'm saying? Being viewed as kind of like we got mannequins and blow up dolls and stuff like that is, as the, uh, as a whole, I mean, as the fans watching the game. So that's one thing you can kind of cut back on the visual of that, right? To Ryan's point, anybody could win it then. 48 games, somebody get hot, boom. I don't know, the Cincinnati Reds or White Sox or I don't care who it is, the New York Mets, they're going to mess around winning the World Series. It's very possible. But since this is just a, um, a proposal, the it's going back to like uh, 76 games, right? Um, I'd be interested to see what the players, you know, saying what they do. Because you still going to have some players it's going to be like, I don't want to take the risk. What if Mike Trout? What if uh, Mookie, Mookie Betts? What if, name your favorite baseball player, come out and say like, listen, man, I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, we don't have a vaccine. My family lives with me or I just don't want to take the risk. I don't want to play. They already cut a bunch of minor league players. So I know people want to play, but you also kind of, kind of weigh that in. That's why I kept saying like, Dude, do you have to force it down everybody's throat? I don't think so. I feel bad for the for the I feel bad for the the hot dog guys and the beer guys and the beer women out there, the concession people who work concessions at these baseball stadiums. I feel bad for them, but them billionaires can damn sure pay them though too. They can still mm-hmm. give them their money for the season. That can't happen. And if you just gotta wash your hands of it, my God, we living through a global pandemic. They canceled for wars. This is a global pandemic that we have no understanding of how the virus, we have some understanding of how the virus kind of works. Limited. Limited, right. And it could pop back up. As we said before the top of the show, it's probably going to come back. So there's just too many questions for me. Real quick. Yeah. What if all the other leagues come back? Is it, is it not detrimental to not come back? As as your mama said, your friend jump off the bridge. You going to jump off too? (laughs) Man, think. You got to think. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You have but to. But baseball think. might go off a bridge if they don't play this year. Nah, man, they'd be fine. Listen, I, I understand. Baseball is my favorite sport, right? I grew up playing it. My family grew up playing it. That's what I grew up seeing more than any other sport uh, out there. It's baseball. Boy, I hope the baseball is listening. First fan under 50. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of it. We already talked about this in previous shows. Is the gate going down? Yeah. But they seven was, years in a row. Yeah, the gate is going down. But that TV revenue, they getting their money off of that? It's not the NFL, it's not the NBA. I understand that. And nobody's gonna be right now. 
But you have to understand, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I need to fix th- these things before I put myself back out there. I don't think they figured that out. So why force something down everybody's throat that you know you ain't ready? Fix yourself first. Well, you fix yourself first. But don't you think also, too, that this is the best sport for COVID compared why? to the others? Why? Because there's a lot more social distancing already involved in baseball. But you're not ready yet. It's like, man, I'm fine as hell. I'm going to go out here in these streets. I'm going to give me somebody. But you ain't right with yourself inside. You ain't good. So if you're not good internally, why put yourself out there? That's all I'm, t- that's all I'm trying to say. They got to make money. Amen. Listen. They got to make money. They're, they're sitting there. The bottom line dictates what has to take place. We've, um, we've, seen, we've seen leagues not have seasons. We just saw baseball's last season. No, no. But, uh, guess what? They need a steroids to bring them back. Yeah, listen, it's gonna I'm be steroid part. <laughs> <laughs> steroids part. Yeah, they needed steroids. <laughs> they needed roids. I mean, and think about this. This is when we oh, didn't really yeah. have all the distractions that we have today. No, it was still America's pastime. And Just also, know. this is how Michael Jordan jumped the NBA over the MLB because definitely Magic and Bird started it, but Jordan yeah. le- leaped it over that. And part of it was because baseball, it was going to happen, but baseball had strike, took a strike. Mm-hmm. People were upset. People usually go against employees. They're mad at players instead Dumb of being mad at Right? Even though it's your job, you want us to be mad at the owner. Right. It's your gig when you have an issue, which also goes to racism um, and envy and jealousness. Yeah, that's what I would uh, say with that. No, it's also racism. It's no, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not denying that either. I'm not denying that either. Racism, I just, always, I, it's always that you should be happy. You should be happy you here to get you that. You got that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Not, nah, not saying you work your ass off to get to that point. Exa- exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't, if they haven't come to an agreement. Time, yet, though, it's their time, though, But they haven't come to any kind of but, agreement. And it was, hey, listen, to how about this? What's mm-hmm. the odds of the players saying no to this? You think Manford is going to go pull uh, the safety switch with the no, 40, no, I'll game? tell you this. If he, does, if he does that, there will be a lot more players who do not participate than there will be if he makes any contritions to what the players are asking. For well, the owners. Him, not and just the owners. owners. Him, and, right. him and the owners. Right. But there will be a lot more players that are like, you know what? I'm, Bump it. I'm good. But also, this also goes to the cantankerous relationship between the MLB's union and mm-hmm. the owners mm-hmm. to why, because we came out initially, they had a deal and the owners backtracked. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the players. They poison the well. And they, of course. Yeah. Right. And you can look at with, for instance, like the NBA, where you don't have the same situation. They're, they're, they're working in sync to try to make mm-hmm. this work as more of a tandem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So you get that. And you can even say with the NFL, because we haven't heard leaks about how NFL players necessarily just upset and stuff. This has more to do with the strength of the players union and the owners in the MLB and their relationship, Mm -hmm. but still for the product and what we're going through. And this is their season. I mean, think about it. They got a league right now, like, and they openly say it, we should be start playing during their season. Right. Another league is like, you know what we need to do? We don't want to play against that football. We start playing. I seen Jalen Rose talk about going to August. Like, let's go into. I'm like, dude, listen. I enjoy being outside watching my baseball. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be. Listen. The worst part is you. I know the the, the owners in uh, uh are like, damn, we gotta turn that AC on now. And you start <laughs> playing in the summertime, and the heat was enough, right? But like, you have people openly saying, 
you're vulnerable. Why don't we play during your season? Sad. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's how that's, sad. that's what it is when you want it, you don't like bat flips. And if you get the generalization that I'm saying, you don't like change and a bat flip is just it's too much. It's a bat flip. It's too much. Ryan, what do you think? Uh I think another problem that baseball has to consider is they were headed for a potential lockdown after next season when the collective bargaining goes up. And I think uh, both sides are going to be heavily entrenched to uh, hurt the other. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of bad blood in baseball. And oh, yeah. They, uh, if they don't play the season, I, I think that's really bad for their future. I don't think there was going to be a lockdown. I'm not saying that there won't be lockout. Now. Uh, yeah, lockout. Because they, they there started, is a lockdown, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they started because started it was funny with uh, a friend of the show, I know uh, going back and forth back in the days a year or two ago with uh, Shakia Taylor, uh, Curly Fro, and she used to be like, well, you know, what if the players decide to strike? And, it was, and I was saying then, like, they're paying them. Like, if you didn't, like, remember the thing was they weren't paying players two years ago. Then last year, not this offseason, last year is when they paid uh, Bryce Harper. Jericho. Yeah, they, when so that that was this year with Garrett Cole. Yeah. But when they started giving out those crazy contracts last season, it was to cut cut them off before the chase. As far as we're not paying y'all, it's like no, no, because remember it was like the owners are holding all the money back. Yeah. yeah. So they, it was what collusion. They, it seems like it, it, that's what their people was mm-hmm. were saying. Mm-hmm. But what the owners did was, if we pay the big time guys, it 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 it, it lessens the argument, right? So let's because if you got the big time guys talking about striking, that's when you really go back to like the the NBA when David Falk was talking about breaking up the union, how people was like you Patrick Ewing and, and Michael Jordan's uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. agent and all that. If you got the big time guys in tow, it's easier to get the lesser guys to fall under them. Right. So last off season and then this off season, like you said with the Garrett Cole deal and so on and so forth, they've been paying these guys off to cut them off from wanting to go on strike. These guys are getting paid; they're not going to want to go on strike. So now you got to get the players who can't afford to take time off to actually want to strike because they're not getting paid. So check, I'm not getting check, that. Check the check. Let me so check again, the check. I'm not, de- I'm not denying that there may be a strike now because of this taking place, but I don't think they were going to end up doing a strike because they started shelling out that money real fast these last two off seasons. I just, yeah. ho- I just hope it doesn't linger over too. like I said, let's, let's say that there is no, um, there is no uh, season this year. It lingers into next season, you know, depending on what's happening in the world, obviously. But I hope it doesn't linger over and linger over and linger over, you know, because you said, well, how many more years until the contract is up? The, the CBA? I season. believe at the end of the 2021 season. Yeah, it's one there season. You go. One season left. But listen, you know, the thing is, there's no money. Because it's like going with the NBA. Like the NBA is based off of the last year, the last year's revenue with what the salary cap's going to be. So think about teams right now that was like, we got all this salary cap money. No, you don't. Mm. Because the salary cap is going to shrink. Yeah. Right? So actually, I was just going here locally. A team like the Bulls that's going to have money the year after or even a team that has money a year after that is probably better because the cap is going to expand again. But these teams that were gearing up now, what you going to do? Because the cap's going to – like if you're over – like I think what the, um, the 76 is at like 148. Like, they're in it right now, and the cap's going to shrink. So it's like you're going to pay the extras or you're going to start sending some of those guys off. off. Mm-hmm. So you, then you got to look at other leagues with the same similar situation 
Uh, and that's where it can kind of hurt moving forward because all these teams' salary caps is going to be lower next season. The NFL, I don't know what the NFL is going to do since they already came out prior to this with what the salary cap was going to be. So I don't know how that works. But when you're talking about sports that haven't been in effect, like the MLB, in their seasons, yeah, in their seasons or whatever, because or, I mean they had to draft. <laughs> NFL had to draft because they college football had already taken. We've seen all of college football, yeah, yeah, right. So it was like, all right, we can do like the ML. There was no uh, March Madness. So when it comes to scouting and stuff with the NBA, as far as seeing these players. They didn't see them at that. Like March Madness makes it different. You're like, oh, shorty is different, right? Mm-hmm. So you 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 haven't you didn't get that opportunity to see that. And what is it today or tomorrow? I think it's tonight where the MLB draft is taking place. Um, Wednesday night. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow that the, the MLB's draft is taking place. But just still, it'll be interesting in seeing how these leagues operate with uh, 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 less money in their talent pool or that they would spend on their talent pool, depending on how the economy is going to be moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it, the NFL is so lucky, you know, saying but how when all this took place because the season was up, they're fine. College football was up. It just really took out a lot of their competitor. Although I don't even want to say anybody's really their competitor, at least here in America. Um, but it, the timing with it was was perfect, and they're probably going to be able to ride this until the, the start of the season. Because I don't know if you all heard anything, but it doesn't. Seem, it seems like their season is going to start without a without a. No, hitch. they've uh, they've announced six weeks to training camp still yeah. on schedule. Regular we haven't heard anything about fans schedule. yet. We heard anything about fans. The NFL allegedly is trying to figure out a way to get fans in there. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, it's, I'm it's all right. Like, it's, a, it's a TV I'm screen already, anyway, so I don't know. I'm, why, that's me. I'm already like, forget it. I mean, the COVID's there. I got to be out now in the streets. It's like it is what it is. I'm still masked up, gloved up, mm-hmm. uh, taking care of everything. But I think it would. I think also it's partially why you see some of these protests because people just want to be outside. I'm not saying it in a dispersing manner, mm-hmm. but people have been cooped up for so long. When you give them a valid reason to defy what you've been saying, and as what's believed to be, quote-unquote, a just cause, it allows people like, forget it, I'm going outside. And I mean, because people are just tired of being cooped up, man. It's just, yeah. it is what it is. D and Davis, the show, uh, we had a little bit more information about what's going on moving forward with MLBD. Yeah, this, uh, the tweet uh, from Jeff Passan uh, not too long ago, a few minutes ago, uh, states the MLBPA, the Play Association, is making a proposal to MLB for a season of around 90, oh, I'm sorry, uh, see, around 89 games. Actually, he clarified, he said it is 89 games with a full prorated share of salary and expanded playoffs. Sources familiar with the situation told ESPN it will bring the sides closer to a potential deal and is 20 five games under the last union offer. Hmm. So yeah, it was plays, like 114 or 116 yeah. the last one. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they coming back, they shout out another proposal and we'll see um, if it's 90 games, 80, 99 games. Oh, you know what's going to happen. Owner's going to say, nope. This should be done behind the scenes, man. Like the fact that they're doing this in the public is shame on you, MLB. With how but that was guys. the owner's fault. That's not, no, I'm not dissing it. Like, first. But that's the point I'm trying to say. It's you not view, viewing your players as being partners in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, And they're the people that are taking – and financially, yeah, there's some risk, but owners are going to be fine. They're billionaires. Like, they're taking the physical risk of being out during a pandemic. Also, perhaps hurting themselves if they catch it or because of a shortened season being hurt and not being able to go out and get their future earnings that they are projected. So it's not right. 
I mean, it's not it's not right that owners are being as selfish uh, like that. And I'm not saying that owners don't have to worry about their financial well-being, but if, and then it's the thing too. So owners are going to be the people that come out and be like, you guys should come out because it's good for the people. Just like uh, Prisker was talking about. It's good, like Ryan alluded to. It keeps people at home when they're watching this stuff. They're going to come out and use that, but you weren't willing to sacrifice more to get it done when you're going to be sitting at home in the first place. Right. You're not going to be where these players are at. Yeah, you'll be out there running around, probably catch the Rona. Or in whatever bubble mm. that you put them into. Yeah. You're not going to be there for the most part. You think Jerry Ryan's going to be traveling with the team? I'm going to hit with y'all. Right. Hell no. Being around a batting cage? You're not going to be there. But yet, you want them to take on so much more and physically, mortally, they, there's a risk with what they're doing. So like, why are people behind that? Like, that, like, just think about that. Like, that's the world we live in, where owners can sit there and do this. But these people, listen, there could be MLB players. It may not be a lot, but several at least MLB players that can die because of having preconditioned preconditioned Thank you. Yeah, preexisting yeah. conditions. I appreciate it, Ryan. That could perhaps pass. And you're not taking that risk, but you're like, you got to pay for this, buddy. Like, dude, and if yeah. people don't see that and don't think that that's not right, you just, you're on some uh, BS. Yeah, we live in a selfish world sometimes, Ken. All right. Here's one thing I want to get to. Um, and this was the title of my little paragraph. It's top trying to, stop trying to rescue people like Drew Brees and Dabo Sweeney. Let me ask, um, let me ask you guys to react to Drew Brees. Drew, Drew's original statement I thought was insensitive. Uh, It was very insensitive, especially during this time. But I thought the negative reaction from every talking head on television and some of his teammates was overkill. I've never heard a bad word about Drew Brees in my life. He made a mistake. But we've gotten to the point in society where everybody on social media thinks they are God, judge, and jury. Drew Brees made a mistake. And I agree with you, Chuck. I know Drew Brees. He's not a racist. You know, he said what he said. The timing was terrible. He made a mistake. But I was on the call today when he apologized to his friends. And my my good friend, I was from my hometown, Newark, New Jersey, Malcolm Jenkins, was the first one to say, brother, I accept your apology. So, you know, Drew character, Drew Brees does a lot in the city of New Orleans. Look, he made a mistake. The timing was bad. I am old enough to be able to sit back and listen and understand that your point of view is your point of view. And my point of view is my point of view. As long as we respect each other as men and women, we could move on. All right. From Charles Barkley and a tad bit of Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Stop saying that these people just made a mistake. Mistakes don't lend to the gravity of the moment. After Breeze apologized, especially the second time, it's fine to forgive him. I did. Um, The focus isn't on dragging him, but why didn't anyone listen or desire to be inconvenienced when Cap peacefully protests? Getting back to what I mentioned about the Styles and Roman and Windy City Live thing at the beginning of the show. Add to that that Drew Breeze and Dabo went, uh, went at the protest. Stop caping. It's not time to be caping for them. All right. That's not what's important. So what I'm talking about was on uh, in TNT uh, put out something with the host of uh, TNT. We have uh, Ernie, Charles Barkley, uh, Kenny Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal. Inside the NBA. 
Thank you, D. And it was predominantly uh, Shaq, from what I saw, the clip that was on ESPN. Uh, but really, Charles Barkley went in on just, you shouldn't be like that to Drew Brees and all this and all that. And it's like, and I love Charles Barkley, but and if Ryan, you wasn't here, and it's not saying it'll be right, I would say N-word stop, to be honest with you. Um, stop it, all right? Stop trying to humanize Drew Brees. We Most of us like Drew Brees. Like, we, yeah. Like you don't need. That's to why I hurt so bad, man. The savior of Katrina, right? But mm-hmm. but see, but that's why we look. We st- that's why we would allow Drew Brees back into our house. All right, and also, I, let me say this, and I don't, I don't want to seem contrite. Don't confuse the fact that Drew Brees' financial future, when it comes to that NBC contract that he has moving forward, that was on the line. All right, because you Heck wasn't yeah. gonna be able, you wasn't gonna be able to pull him out on Sunday nights, and we like, uh, uh-uh, bump, dude, right? Right. You wasn't, and he he knew when it comes like his sponsorships. Do you think it's not gonna be easy for his sponsors to pull out Drew Brees, and we like he he doesn't rock with us, especially when we're getting back to what we said earlier. The winds were changing as far as America and how they felt. I'm not saying the majority, but enough people to where it can financially hurt you if you're on the opposite side of what's going on right now. All right. But again, I believe Drew Brees. I, I, I do. But I'm not going to sit here and go into how great of a person he is. Because Drew Brees and, and Dabo Sweeney were there telling Cap not to kneel. And Dabo Sweeney told his whole team, which are college students, which at college, you're supposed to be able to open up your mind and expand, particularly when it comes to protest and change. That, so this also goes to the back of student, the BS of student athletes. So that, how are they student athletes, but they can't even protest, right? And you would, you, would, you would change their financial freedom by kicking them off of your team, feeling that their people have been trampled upon. He needs to be, now he needs to be drugged when I talk about Dabo Swinney, because he still hasn't come to the carpet and said, I was wrong with what I said. No, you never heard Colin Kaepernick say, I hate the military. First right. of all, and we didn't grow up in a period, and I'm saying that it, 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 it makes it easier for the military. Excuse me. We didn't grow up in a period here in Chicago, like during the, uh, the Democratic rally in the 60s, where we had the cops, and then after Martin Luther King died, and you had military coming into, we didn't grow up in that period. So we don't have some dislike. We still go off of our family members in the military. There may be things and activities the military do in other nations, uh, and that's not by them. It's by what the government dictates that we don't necessarily, and they, they follow the orders that we don't care for. But nobody's like F the military. So stop with this preposterous notion that that's what was actually taking place. You're sticking your head to the sand because you don't want to F and listen. All right. And you need to come to the carpet and say, you know what? In particularly on this subject, I was wrong because in America, the military does this so that people can do this, let alone college students can do this. And I was wrong when they don't even get paid. They're not, e- they're not even working, all right, as far as me being their employee and they're having certain rights through either a union or just by, you know, common business sense and HR to what should actually happen. They don't even have that right. And you're sitting there tell them that so, so a young player's brother could have been strangled, killed, or something to the cops, and you told him, you bet not object to this whatsoever. That's what you said to that young man, all right? Mm-hmm. You, like, you can go out there and risk breaking your effing neck, but you bet not say something about injustice in this country. That needs to be that needs to be pulled to the forefront because that's bullshit. And that's what I'm really tired of with this. And I don't care. And listen, I don't think Dabble Sweeney's a bad human being. But just because you love God doesn't mean you won't fuck shit too. 
All right, it's a lot of people that love God that do a lot of things that's not necessarily right. And they may do things that are worse than Dabo Sweeney, but when Dabo Sweeney takes someone's freedom to actually protest away from them or to lose their right to make money, these players are trying to make it to the NFL. They're living. Yeah, all right, that's what he's, or not even their living as far as make it to the NFL, their right to graduate and actually go on into another field. When he's doing that, that's unjust. He should have been brought to the carpet. Not, I've never cared for him after that. I know he will probably be the coach of my favorite school, Alabama, and I will not be a fan after it takes place for the most part. I told D, hold me to it, all right? And I will drift back because winning is something special. All right? I'm a human being. I'm a human being. Roll tide. Roll tide. Oh, this is something else. Uh, actually, well, Charles. Oh, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Let, me finish, let me finish. Yeah, go ahead. But then when Charles Barkley is sitting there telling us, you know, Drew Brees doesn't deserve this, mm-hmm. it's not time for you to say that. Let Drew Brees knows he deserves what he's getting and he's working himself out of it. Stop caping because you're acting like this was one thing that Drew Brees did. No, this was a mentality that Drew Brees had that he is growing from or learning a different way to necessarily process things. Mm-hmm. So we can sit there and say, you were wrong for this. And if we hold him to it, it's easy to hold other people with the same thing. If every time you're coming out like, don't treat them like that. They didn't care when people were dying. And I don't mean that they didn't care because they knew. They were ignorant to what was taking place, all right? So I'm not saying that they cognitively knew they were doing something unjust to people. But they didn't care or have a desire to really go deeper into it. So let them take this lashing because they deserve this lashing. And that's my last part. Yeah. No, no, I mean, listen, uh, I I saw that. I watched that uh, portion. It was on YouTube. It was a bigger clip. And it was uh, it was for all the guys from inside stuff. And Kenny Kenny Smith was the only one who was like, "Listen, man, I was offended by it. He said this, he said that. He deserves what he got, basically." And uh, <laughs> Charles Barkley did say, "Like, man, we didn't get all the black players that didn't kneel. No, we didn't. I mean, but but you understand exactly. But you understand as a black man. And Shaq said this too. You know, say I was born black. I live black. I'm gonna die black." You have to understand they know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's and it, it always kind of push back and say, like, listen, it's not amongst it's not the pressure shouldn't be on black people to always try to fight and explain racism in America. Right? And it, it, it okay, yeah, they didn't kneel, but no one's gonna turn around and say, Hey, black man, why didn't you kneel? You need to kneel because of the struggle. It's like I'm going through the struggle. I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Also, you want to Yeah, interject. Yeah. But what about the owners who told their players they couldn't? Yeah. They couldn't. That's all right. I want to say. That's right, all I want right, to say. right. So now they're thinking about their livelihoods, right? But uh, Charles, say on Charles Barkley real quick. He was on CNN today, and uh, I have a passage, a passage to what he was saying. Basically, uh, the title is, this is from Mediate.com. Charles Barkley calls for police reform on CNN, dunks on clowns in both parties, and dismisses defund the police agenda. Um, here's a little patch. He said, he said, the Democrats and the Republicans can't even talk about police reform. That's something that we have been talking about since Colin Kaepernick kneeled and these clowns in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. That's the one, that's the number one thing they should do uh, before anything else, uh, Barkley argued. We need, we need cops. Most good cops do a fantastic job, but but instead of defunding and all this other stuff, let's do police reform. Every, everybody should be on board for that, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, conservative, or 
liberal. Uh, so, I mean, you know, Charles Barkley is going to say his piece and people and people with different or different different news organizations or outlets grab him because they know he's going to say something. We're but cool. I'm with you. It's no point of trying to come out. Let let Drew Brees get his licks. Mm-hmm. People are going to come for him. You can see all you got to say is, Drew, you were wrong. You got to go through this. That's it. Is you is no need to try to. Yes, people make mistakes, and Drew Brees, from all accounts, seems to be a good guy. As Ryan said, you know, what I'm saying down there with Hurricane Katrina, he placed a lot of his own money out of money out of his pockets to try to make that city a lot better than what it was. But when you do something wrong and you step out and you were so defiant in what you said. Just let the grown man take his licks and that's it. You don't still have got to his money. He, yeah, still, got his, still wealthy, ain't some poor. Right. Listen, let, let that internally go within the team and then they'll fix it and they'll move on. One thing that um, when you talk about institutionalized racism and that uh, I've tried to really focus on and particularly with Dean Davis to flip, so make sure you check out the flip and the show. Mm-hmm. Is to think about how conditioned you are because people believe they're so intelligent that they're still not conditioned. And that's a really big problem. You are conditioned to think the way that you're supposed to think. Black people live in a white country. So we are conditioned to think about how white people think because we see through white people's lenses. As I've said, as far as a lot of how black people view black people, we, we view it through a white lens because we turn on the TV and that's not our TV. Right, this isn't Pan-Africa television, right? right. This is, you're, you're viewing this through the lens of the people that control what's taking place. And we, through that, and being a, a, a loving people, and I'm going to say this, a decent amount of white people are loving people, that we try to understand. The question is why they don't have to try to understand us. Like, like that's the real, like, we, we, you're not holding them to, so we can understand what Drew Brees was going through, right? But at no point until he got drugged because the winds had changed, did he try to understand what we were going through? And that's right. what being in the locker room yeah. with black players, majority of his life. I've loved Drew Brees since Purdue. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That's being with being a guy from Texas going up to Indiana. All right. Then going to San Diego before he ended up with the Saints in New right. Orleans. All right. Different locker rooms. And, and in that and in enjoying the success and failures in this, you still didn't take time to, and you knew black players. Uh, grandparents, brothers, sisters, whatever, whatever, sir. I'm sure they, tried, they share stories. I'm sure they did. Try to, to try to understand, well, their parents served. Why do they actually feel like this? And went to, and I'll give Drew Brees props for going back at Trump. And like, again, I'm, I'm going to have, especially if he continues down the road that he's going, nothing but love for Drew Brees. Because actually the best thing about Drew Brees is that he did this. Because if somebody as big as Drew Brees didn't make this mistake and get accosted for making this mistake, there wouldn't be a lesson for other people to learn from. Right. 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 So it's some people say, look at God. All right. Like if you like, but if you're sitting there like slow that dog, we ain't even a week into what he did. And you're not like, y'all just too hard on him. Like stop. All right. There's more important things and you also have to understand being a token, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully, but being a quote-unquote token black person. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is perhaps, you know, I know he failed. And I'm not saying that dispersing. I'm just telling you I know the history of uh, Charles Barkley and Mounds is last year. He had to come back. But even with that, a player that can go to Auburn, Charles Barkley has been loved by white people for a very long time in his life. And sometimes people conflate that with love for black people. 
You know, it's like when we saw Little Wayne talking about uh, Ferguson and everything and been like, man, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You got to realize Little Wayne's been 14 years old, loved on MTV. He didn't, he didn't live your life. All right. But the point that I'm trying to make, those people have to understand they didn't live a regular black person's life and have to also understand sometimes you need to chill out because your experience is not our experience. You've been beloved since you were at Auburn to when you made, so your, your relationship with white people is not the same relationship as a natural, the regular black people here. And you know, you know that. So when you're caping for them to a certain degree, and I know you're trying to do right by people, but it's not, your intent isn't necessarily correct. And it's not. And I have no problem with pulling you to the side and saying that. And I, I, I wish I actually could. And I know you're trying to do good, but that type of good is not necessarily needed, especially with people with enough power that they're going to be all right, as D was just implying a second ago. Uh, for me, I would just, I don't know, like Drew Brees really stepped on it big time, deserves all the, the lashings that he got. I don't like how people are like, I'm done with him forever. Cause I agree with you, Ken, if he keeps walking down the path and is actually trying to change and is being an advocate for change, you got to have some forgiveness. I just, yeah. I don't understand like, and this goes back to racism. This goes back to everything. Like, People just love to judge so much. And I just don't get that. Like, if you're religious at all, God takes that out of your hands. He's going to judge you. You don't have yep. to judge anybody. Yep. Just, just let That's people let it life. taken care of. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in God, don't worry. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go ahead and hate anybody. You're going to die. They're going to die. And the world is going to keep on spinning because that's what you believe in, too. So either way, like, we just need to chill out and obviously attack people that are saying the wrong stuff but give them an opportunity to change as well. And it, it should work for every side. We should always just be giving people the benefit of the doubt until they just say, until they throw it in your face, we aren't going to change. That's right. when you say, okay, done with you. Yeah. Real, yeah. real quick. I want to say this real quick. Cause I had said this D. I'm sorry. Hmm. Char- with uh, Shaq. Shaq yeah. implied that he told the New Orleans Saints, don't let the media divide you because yeah. they did that to me and Kobe. First of all, the only thing that you can say outside of them uh, being having a, a rivalry between two alpha males was what took place with Kobe's situation and talking about Shaq's situation and Shaq being married, right? Mm-hmm. That's totally different from what's going on, Shaq. Like, that's, that's not the same. It's apple and oranges. I totally agree yeah, with you. It's to, like you, 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 you all made, you all kind of, because your friction with each other allowed the media to come in there. Right, D. Like, that's not the same. So yeah. you stop, stop, all right? Just relax. See, this is a problem sometimes, and people have to know. Sometimes, take a step back. Sometimes tell people, you know what? I don't really want to talk right now. Because you may not know what you should say, but always trying to equate something. As Lee said, that's apple and oranges. You're talking about, uh, first of all, you're talking about players may have had a problem with Drew Brees and gotten over it because they couldn't say something four years ago. All right. Know, Know that. Yeah, we they don't couldn't. know what goes on inside. They couldn't. I mean, also, who were the prominent black players on the Saints four years ago? Because Michael Thomas wasn't prominent four years ago. He's probably a rookie or it was his second year. I was about to say I, Reggie Bush, but Reggie Bush was gone by the end. No, Reggie Bush was gone. And, you know, so, so you look Jimmy at Graham. Alvin, was, that was supposed to say Alvin Kamara. Uh, Jimmy Graham was gone. Jimmy Graham yeah. was in Seattle. He was in Seattle. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. So, I mean, you can look at Melvin Ingram, but, I'm just, but even they're not the quarterback in the South. All right. Yeah. So these players didn't even have the ability to say if they didn't believe in what he said, let alone that the tenor of the nation wouldn't even allow them to say it. All right. 
it's not the same as you and Kobe being bickering teammates. This is totally different. This is a player actually that we've seen that most people, uh, Malcolm Jenkins coming back to the Saints after leaving to go to the to the Eagles and then coming back this offseason. Uh, this is a player that they looked up to and they felt betrayed by. It's not the same as you and Kobe because y'all had it out from the jump street over right. just playing stuff. So right. I get you trying to help. But that's not helping because you're not really addressing what's taking place. Also, too, I think I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think they're probably in a minority of the way, you know, saying people are feeling right now as it comes to Drew Brees. Yes, he stepped in it, as Ryan said. He's learning from it, as you said, Ken. And then we'll see what happens with his actions going out, uh, going, going forward, right? But the caping, as you said, I don't – I think Charles and – uh, uh, Shaq are probably a minority. Yeah. Most people right now in this in this climate, it, at this particular time, because a lot of people are saying we ain't going back to normal. We ain't going back to the normal. The normal wasn't working for us. It might be working for you, but it wasn't working for us. And I'm going to be out front and I'm going to speak my mind. And I think a lot more people will probably, for the most part, agree with what we're saying compared to what Shaq and what Charles said. Not saying that they agreed with what Drew was saying. They both flat out said it plenty of times. What he did was wrong. It's more so kind of like, as we alluded, I mean, as we kind of like limited on here, it's kind of like, okay, you don't have to come around and save him. It ain't, it ain't cat to save him. You know what I'm saying? Let him be a grown man and take it and, and learn from it. That's it. Step away from it. But, you know, I mean, people are going to give their opinion. We're giving our opinion. So, you know. As you just said, he's a grown man that made a foolish... 40-year-old man. Right? A grown yeah. man, an insensitive comment. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was um, adamant about it. It wasn't like he just said it. Yeah. He was adamant it's what he believed. It, it's what he believes. You know, through all of this, he Drew Brees had never taken any time to really process what Callan Kaepernick was doing. Mm-hmm. And Callan Kaepernick yeah. lost his job. job. Yeah. And he never thought it was just, let me just be honest. And I'm not dissing him. I think we should, I think we should forgive him because I don't <laughs> think he was a bad dude. But Life lesson, learning lessons. Yeah, that's the thing. He never believed that Callan Kaepernick was right. Because if he did, he wouldn't have said what he said. Mm-hmm. And you, so you don't need to come out here saying, don't be hard on him. He's taking it. Like, I wonder like, if he was in another city, how this would go. Let's say if Drew Brees was playing for Jacksonville. No, I think if it was in the South. If it was in the South. Well, no, Green Bay. <laughs> small town in the South, it was going to be the same thing. I'll tell you that much. Well, I, I, think, I, I, think I, I don't know, town, because New because Orleans is a very Rogers, black city. Yeah, no, but it's still a, it's, it's but, a no, southern when city. Talking, but when you're talking about the fans in the stands, who do you see? Really? Oh yeah, that's of, a that's a different yeah, thing. That's what I'm saying. So, that's again, cost getting into the stadium. And again, even when you say it's a black city, going back to Katrina, it's not as black because it was, build, was that's true. They didn't build those wards back. My, so my family was down looking, there doing Katrina. They don't even hardly live in New Orleans. Yeah, you're not looking at who you think your quote unquote constituency or fan base necessarily is. You know what I'm saying? But Aaron, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is an outlier. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, it, this is one of those things yes. how I feel about like Frank Thomas about, like I don't think Frank Thomas took drugs because, I mean, steroids because he was a jerk. Mm-hmm. And like, just like, I ain't doing that. I'm too good. That's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is that good type of jerk where it's like, I don't care what these Green Bay fans think. I'm going to mm-hmm. say what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? So I think small towns and down south, depending on how good that quarterback is, the quarterback does have some influence. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say that. They can change people's perspectives or at least give them something else to think about uh, is what I want to say. But when you're coming from, you really have to think of, and I mean this in a positive way, 
the ignorance that Drew Brees was coming from. I wonder. And that's not, and it's, it's not Drew Brees' ignorance. It's just been this uh, narrative that's been going on that one Trump used that these people are disrespecting the army. And Drew Brees as being, and this is people always say, well, sports, you're, you're around different people. It's one of the best that ways. That don't mean nothing. To come, right, because I believe, I've been in locker room. You go home, you yeah. go separate. Yeah. But it, he still was under the assumption of what Kaepernick was doing. There's no reason to cape. You can give him uh, 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 appreciation for the way he's going to change and how he's going to move forward, but you don't have to cape for him being the f up the last four years. <laughs> now it's only got a few minutes uh, left for the show, but now I'm curious to see because he has stepped out. He has went against the president, uh, who has been a spearhead of this division. Uh, division, division, yeah, Div- division. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of curious now to see the flip side of it. Okay, or is Drew Brees now going to get pushback from that constituency, constituency or fan base that strongly believes you you don't disrespect the flag? We don't care what Colin Kaepernick was talking about. He's this, he's that, he's an sob. I'm curious to see how that flows because now he has Drew Brees because of what he said has put himself in a very awkward position. I think he's trying to be on the right side of history now from talking to people and, you know, the comments that he made. But I am curious to see um, how I that you he base. kneels, D. Ooh, you going to put money on that? Uh, um, it's a chance he's going to kneel. Really? Because I think if he understands what it is, he understands But you can understand. Nate Boyer told Colin Kaepernick to do it. He's yeah. the one who gave him the idea. Nate Boyer, would never never, just... but he'd never kneel, though. Yeah, Nate Boyer ain't gonna kneel. I bet you, but I wonder if Nate Boyer would kneel now. I don't think so. I, I don't I think don't, so. I, I'll tell you this because what Colin Kaepernick was protesting resonates so much more now with how I think Nate George got it back Floyd, then. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But this was before a man died from Colin Ka- from a, a cop using, and I'm not saying he used it on purpose. Colin Kaepernick's protest. Like that's like you, you like we said this back in the day. Someone kneeling is not disrespectful. That's how you right. get knighted. Yeah. All right. Someone, that's how you, that's how you yeah. 